0: In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Today we have the privilege in the Catholic liturgy to celebrate, to celebrate three masses for Christmas. One last night, the midnight mass, where all the uh, the melodies and the pace and the tempo of the Gregorian chant would help us to understand or to go into the dialect between the Father and the Son. At the third Mass this morning there is another dialect which is uh, read at the Last Gospel is the dialogue between the Magi, the three wise men, and our Lord. The second Mass, the Mass of the Shepherds, would be, if you don't mind, our meditation this morning. And I'm sure, because you have attended the second Mass at dawn this morning, before coming to this one, of course, you know the words of the Gospel of the Mass at dawn. If not, we are going to uh, meditate and unfold the the meaning of this Gospel. We all remember that the second Mass of Christmas, which is probably less known than the midnight Mass and the Mass of the day, the Mass at dawn is the Mass called the Mass of the Shepherds. And the Gospel is a all about the visit of the shepherds to the crib to Jesus Christ who has just born The second Mass is probably the gospel the most mystery gospel of Christmas In both Masses, the first and the third one we have a clear dialogue On the second one the shepherds they come to see this the infant in the ranger, asks the advice, if not the command, of the angels. And the the attitude of the shepherds should be ours, and it's probably more, we feel closer to the shepherds, because of, first of all, our human condition, and secondly, because we are all sinners. The shepherds, they, believed or not, they performed the first act, of the first liturgical act. During the night of Christmas, these men who were looking after the flock, they were, in a way, the first step to the foundation of the new priesthood. These Shepherds are the very symbol of the transition between the Priesthood of the Old Testament and the priests of the New Testament and they appear in between these both times in the darkness. Here in the Gospel of the Shepherds we have a clear manifestation of the Liturgy and a clear symbolism of a prophecy of the Catholic Mass. First of all, because the centre of this Visitation, the centre of the uh, mini pilgrimage of the Shepherds, unlike to the centre and the core of the Catholic Mass is Christ, truly present. And for the first time, he is made visible after 9 months, the womb of Our Lady, he was invisible, and now he is tangible. He, in a sense, he makes himself available to the world, he makes himself available to our senses. He can be seen, he can be touched, he can be cared for and this is what He is waiting from us. He wants to be cared in our personal prayer. He wants to be cared when we receive Him in our soul where the place is probably warmer. He wants to be cared in the celebration of dignified rights. In the Gospel of the Shepherds, they arrive to, or they change their habits, because of this infant. They don't know who he is. They heard that he would be their savior and that was the only minimal information they got from the angels. But they knew there was something more behind the words, behind the uh, the physical elements, or the context, there was even more. There was a place, a time, and a unique occasion, the first time in the history of the world, where God was made flesh, and the divinity made himself manifest. They come to the cliff, as the priest would come to the altar, when we follow the Gospel of the Shepherds, we follow the liturgy of the Mass. If you have a look in this Gospel, they come in silence and full of joy. This is what the priest does when entering into the onto the Sanctuary of the Church, the priest comes and recite this beautiful psalm 42 a adieu iletifikat uventutemniam to God who rejoices my youth They were full of joy, full of hope and they were longing for the Saviour as we do at every month we are in a great, in a deep and we can improve our desire to receive Him truly, substantially, and sacramentally. As the priest is preparing ourselves and all the congregation at the foot of the altar, then he moves toward the altar, to the altar, and kisses the altar. As the shepherd would come, and with true devotion and respect, they would embrace the feet of the infant. At the altar is the manger. And from the manger to the altar, there is only one step. It's only the mode of presence of Christ is different, but the nature is the same. The nature of his presence is the same. The modality has changed. And the shepherds, when they arrive in front of Jesus Christ, of the infant, the gospel mentions that they and they saw or they understood the words of the angels. Did they really do that? Did they understand? It? Probably not. Not the full content, not the full meaning of the words of the angel when they came from heaven in the darkness. And they would tell them go to Bethlehem and you will see your Saviour. They probably had a clue that the Saviour, the Messiah would come but they didn't understand at that minute the full content of these words. And this is why the words of the angels were sacred. There was something which was somehow not comprehensible at all. And when the priest, and when the liturgy sings or recites the sacred scriptures of the altar in Latin, obviously is not to be understood, is to repeat the attitude of the shepherd who caught a glimpse of Christ, of the word of the angels, but would not embrace the whole reality we would not have a full understanding and this is where the singing of the epistle at the altar or the gospel is clearly here to follow this attitude of the shepherds and not to teach us everything sometimes we hear these sort of things oh yes, I need to read and see and understand everything you are saying in the altar because I need to understand but in fact, that means that we pretend we would be able to understand the full content of the full meaning of the words of the angels. We don't. We hear them. We are pushed to Christ, and this is it. They places us. They place us in a sacred context, in a sacred atmosphere. We are in touch with the sacred world in a safer language and immediately the Gospel jumps into to the conclusion, surprisingly and the Gospel says but Mary kept all these things in her heart I know you remember the conclusion from the hearing of the words of the angels of the understanding of an aspect of these words, we jump to Our Lady's uh, attitude, and this is the communion of mouth, of course. When the gospel of the shepherd says she was keeping all these things in her her heart, it is about us, it's not just about her, it's about me and you themselves. How do we receive him? And the best teacher is Our Lady, in silence, at communion, with the due preparation, with good confession, we will receive the Good Lord in our soul. But Mary kept all these things in her heart. And I would like to underline the small word, but Mary. As opposed to the shepherds, Mary kept all these things in her heart. There was still some something, somehow, a little bit not ready to receive the good Lord, but they will be prayers at the foot of the altar, reading of the sacred scriptures, to communion. There is something missing. There is a big gap. If we follow the good shepherds during mass, there is a, something is not mentioned in the Gospel, which happens during Mass of course you know that, I'm not going to investigate now is offertory and consecration both are not mentioned in the Gospel of the Shepherds and why? and this is the traditional habit of the church that everything which is quiet is sacred, the more silent the rites is, the more sacred the liturgy is performed. The silence of the gospel of the shepherds is not um, empty, it's meaningful. The The gospel is silent because the core of the Mass is silent as well from the offertory to the consecration there is a deep silence it sometimes chants and music sometimes but you can't hear anything, We cannot hear anything from the altar after the Gospel nothing the silence of this Gospel is the silence of the core of the Mass and we understand the good shepherds here, we understand the role of the good shepherds, our pioneers in the priesthood as the first celebrants of this kind of liturgy celebrated at Bethlehem. Let us be good shepherds ourselves. Let us pray, and let us prepare ourselves unto unlike to our lady. Silence is called and may we just sometime keep and get the good habit to be and to uh, feed our interior life with silence. It is certainly not emptiness but this is the space where God dwells in us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen.